the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Giver of Life. Amen. Please be seated. So last month, I um, preached about how the, in the Gospel of Mark, in the central block of chapters, chapters 8, 9, and 10, there's a repeated pattern of Jesus foretelling his death. Jesus rebuking the disciples for continuing, and, and he tells his death, and then he has to tell the disciples off because they continue to respond in a way that reflects the world's patterns of power and hierarchy. And in that block, three times in three different places, he lays out before the disciples a new way that he expects them to live, a way of life characterised by self-sacrifice, a way of life where others' needs are preserved over the needs of self. And he lays that out before them in a very, very directive way, using a directive must. You know, your leaders must be your servants. The first must be last. And to save your life, you must lose it. And the importance to the readers of this gospel of that message, the message that the disciples do not understand, is highlighted even more if you look and notice that immediately prior to the first occurrence of this in chapter 8, and immediately following the last occurrence in chapter 8, there's the healing of a blind, a blind man. And so in chapter 8, it begins with Jesus taking the hand of a blind man and leading him out into the village. And he puts saliva on his eyes, and he puts his hands on him, and asks the blind man, can you see anything? And the blind man goes... I see people, but they look like trees walking. And then we see, as Jesus will do again in the next three chapters, trying to explain to the disciples, Jesus perseveres. And he puts his hands on the blind man again and prays and says to him, What do you see now? And we know that in Scripture it says, His sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. So in chapter 8, it begins with Jesus asking, can you see? And then we go into three chapters where the disciples obviously can't see. They're not seeing. And Jesus tries three times and in three different ways to get them to understand that to gain the fullness of life that they hope for, the fullness of life that they believe Jesus offers, that they must live a life for others, not for themselves, that a life centred on the fulfilment of their own needs cannot deliver the satisfaction they hope for. So the challenge for us as we consider that block of scripture is how do we get to see what the disciples cannot? How do we begin to leave behind our self-centeredness? And the path to doing that, I think, is found in the healing of Bartimaeus, which was today's gospel. Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, sits by the roadside and he hears all the people going past, a huge crowd. And he must have asked someone, like, what is this? And someone said, it's, it's Jesus of Nazareth. So from his place on the side of the road, outside of the processing group, he begins to call out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And people go to him, shh, 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 quiet. 
But he cries even more loudly, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops the procession and turns and looks back and says, call him here. So those around say, it's your chance. He's calling for you. And in scripture it says, Bartimaeus throws off his cloak and he springs up and comes to Jesus. He springs up, he sprang up. There's, a, there's an image there of eagerness, of determination. And he comes to Jesus and Jesus says to him, and the crowd is stopped. And this blind boy who was on the edge is asked. And everyone can hear. Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man says to him, teacher, let me see again. He aims the big thing. Let me see again. And Jesus says to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And it says, Immediately he regained his sight and followed him, followed Jesus on the way. So there are three attributes that I looked at last month in that. The first is, is that Bartimaeus perseveres, right? Even when he's told to be quiet, sternly commanded, it says, by others to be quiet. To stop causing a scene, he perseveres in calling for help. Calling to Jesus. The second is, is Bartimaeus is willing to take action to change. He's willing to try something different to achieve a different outcome. Before anything's happened, he's got to get up and he's got to move to where Jesus is. He's got to be taken there. He's blind. He's got to be willing to go from the safety of where he was to where Jesus is. And he's got to trust someone to lead him there. So he does that. And the third thing we see in Bartimaeus is faith. Tremendous faith. He's a blind guy. He's been begging at the side of the road for however long. He's stopped this big procession. He's been led to Jesus. He's confronted by Jesus. He says, what do you want? And how many of us uh, would have hedged and gone on. Um, could you help? Um, um, but no. Bartimaeus has got faith and he says, Teacher, let me see again. He names the big thing. And he gets it. Now last month the sermon I focused on was like broad societal issues I was looking at. I was, Talking about how that we live in a society that defers necessary action on those systemic things that relate to climate change and poverty and homelessness and human traffic and, and exploitation of labour so that we can have cheap stuff. And I, I was like way up in society. And I said that, you know, we live we um, we allow that to happen because we live in a system that measures human life against the economic cost and always comes back with the same um, answer that systemic change is impossible because it costs too much. Right? The economic cost is too great. Personal cost is too great. And um, I finished that sermon by saying we've been conditioned to place ourselves at the centre of our universe. But this time as I look at Bartimaeus, I want us to think and look at those lessons that we can get from Bartimaeus, but I want to focus us down a bit tighter to our shared life here at St. Peter's. 
Because in three weeks' time, we have an AGM, and at that AGM we will elect a vestry that will serve this parish for the next two years, and that vestry is elected on behalf of this parish, on behalf of you to provide leadership. A leadership that we hope, I am assuming, that we will grow our ability to be church in of and for Tiara. Because if you look at the back of our service book, and I'd like you all to look at the back of your service book right this minute, right? Right in the middle here, it says, with the stats of We Are St. Peter's. Let's read that out loud. I'm going to read that out loud together. You all got it? We are St. Peter's in of and for Tiara reflecting and engaging with the diverse people and needs of our local community. That's the statement that we've had for the last few years now. It's a statement of that we use as St Peter's to ascribe who we aspire to be as the church in this place. In of and for Tiara and engaging with the diverse people and needs of our community. There are some real challenges to us in that. There's some real challenges to our new vestry who will be elected in those words. Because Tiara is rapidly changing. Tiara and the CBD are now the largest residential suburbs in Wellington. Together in Tiara and the CBD, more people live there than in here than in Karori. So what that means is that St Peter's is the parish church of the largest suburb in Wellington. And how is that change, that change in population that's occurred around us reflected here this morning? Many of us come to St Peter's from beyond Tiara. And so if we think about Jesus' challenge in Mark 8, 9 and 10 to live lives that are characterised by self-sacrifice, lives where we prefer the needs of others over self, taking that challenge on board, how might each of us respond to the challenges inherent to being a church in, of and for Tiara? How might each one of us engage with the challenge of meeting and engaging with the diverse people and needs of this local community. How is it that we can even begin to focus on the needs of others whom we have not met? How do we begin to live as church beyond our natural self-centeredness? Best we go back and look at the lessons we can learn from Bartimaeus. So as we think about the lessons from Bartimaeus as a parish, the first one I think we need to consider is Bartimaeus has faith. He believes that God can make the change that he desires. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus says. And Bartimaeus says, I want to see. So do we believe that God, do we believe that God can help us become a church in of and for church? Do we believe that Sunday morning can reflect the diversity of the community that surrounds us? Do we have faith that God can bring about the change we aspire to? The second lesson from Bartimaeus we need to consider is, are we willing to take action to achieve a different outcome? 
Because if we have faith that God can make the change, then we need to move toward God, as Bartimaeus did, and work in concert with God. God doesn't make the change to Bartimaeus, but with Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus has to get up and move to God. Bartimaeus has to tell Jesus what it is he desires. So if God is willing to make change with us, but not to us, how might we move with God to bring about the transformation we believe that God can do? How might we change to reflect the change that we are that we see happening around us in our neighbourhood? The third lesson that we can look at and learn from in this healing of Bartimaeus that relates to us as St Peter's in this next period of time is perseverance. Even when Bartimaeus is sternly commanded by others to be quiet, calls out even now. So if we believe that St. Peter's, that God wants St. Peter's to become a church in of and for Tiara, if we believe that St. Peter's wants us to engage with the diversity of population that is moving in around us, and if we're willing to move to take action to work with God in this change, in this transformation, in this action of becoming what we it is we aspire to be and have done for a number of years now. If we're willing to do all that, then we need to know and understand that we'll have to work at it. It's the nature of sacrifice that it requires effort, and it is the nature of transformation that it will overcome opposition. He began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, and many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly. Son of David, have mercy on me. This church has stood on this site. St. Peter's has been worshipping on this site since 1848. The community of faith here has navigated earthquakes, wars, depressions, and the movement of people out of the city, and it has navigated all those challenges successfully because it and we are still here. Now we face the movement of people back into the city. More people live around us now, this morning, than have lived around this church at any time in the last 70 years. And that is the primary challenge to all of us in this parish, and that is the primary challenge for the new vestry. How is it that St Peter's is called to respond to the change that is occurring around us? As well as the three lessons we can take from the healing of Bartimaeus, there is one obvious truth that also cannot be overlooked in this story. And that is this. Bartimaeus' world, after he asked Jesus to heal him, is completely different. He is no longer where he was. And he's no longer doing what he was doing. So if Jesus said to St. Peter's, what do you want me to do for you? And if St. Peter's had the courage to say, we want to be a church in of and for Tiago, engaging with the diverse people and needs in our community. And we've got the same response that Bartimaeus got. Go. 
Your faith has made you well. Well, Bartimaeus, it says, immediately when he got what he asked for, he followed Jesus on the way. What do you want me to do for you? Well, Jesus, we want to be a church in of and for Tiara, reflecting and engaging with the diverse people and needs in our community. Go. Go. Your faith has made you well. Would we follow? Would we follow? Would we follow away from where we are now? To wherever and whatever that is?